Welcome to Two Beards, One Garage. This is a podcast where two pizza makers living in La Crosse, Wisconsin, discuss Wisconsin sports and life without a filter. We take off the Wisconsin sports goggles and tell it like it is. This is a guy's guy's podcast, and if you are easily offended, triggered, or all the other shitty words people make up when they hear different opinions on their own, you may want to choose a better, more woker podcast to waste your time with, because we don't give two fucks. Things will most likely fly off the rails from time to time, so sit back, crack a beer, and just enjoy two dirtbags talking sports. In a world being overrun by a bunch of douchebags, scared to speak their mind, there are two men trying to change the game, one podcast at a time. They go to great depths to secure the sacred art of tearing apart pro athletes who are much more talented, good looking, and richer than them. Will they be able to bring the common man closer to the athletes? Probably not, but they'll go down fucking swinging as they try. This is Two Beards, One Garage. Yo, 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 what is up, cocksmokes? Harky and Z, back with another episode of Two Beards, One Garage. It is Wednesday, March 4th, 2020, and this will be our eighth episode. Um, before Z-Man gets to the Wisconsin Sports Minute, here is another message from this week's sponsor. So this week's sponsor is meant for a man, but I think women will get the most use out of it. It is the Houdini Locking Steel Cock Chastity Belt. Um, I figured after showcasing all these sex toys, all you perverts, a lot of you are probably cranking on, cranking around another level right now. So this one's for the ladies, or if you still live with your parents and they gotta listen to that shit, they can fucking strap this on you so you don't fucking hammer on the old schlong anymore. Um, it does sound like it's made out of high quality American steel. Just, I read a few reviews, it seems like it definitely does what it's supposed to do. Um, I'm not really sure on the sizes or colors, um, so, but if you're addicted to beating the old baloney pony, this product might just be perfect for you. I know a few of my buddies could really benefit from giving their old cock a break. I'm not going to mention any names, but, so if you want the old chastity belt, give that little guy a little break. Use the coupon code beat for days for a free engraving of the person's name who's making you wear this. Holy cow. So Sounds like a good deal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the only kind of deals I find for the Wisconsin Sports Minute. All right. We'll start with the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, they took a tough loss against the Miami Heat Monday night, losing 105-89. to Battle down, Armel. Yeah. Bucks only scored 37 points in the second half. Giannis did struggle from the field, only scoring 13 points. Going 6 for 18 from the field and 0 for 4 from 3. Bam Adebayo did a pretty damn good job slowing down Giannis when he was guarding him. Uh, the Bucks and the Heat do face in a potential second round. That will be, I think, a pretty tough matchup for them. And currently the Milwaukee Bucks are playing right now. And they are up 81-70 to with 5 minutes left in the third quarter. They were up 33 to 11, but uh, I don't know. This kind of stopped. It kind of slowed it down a little bit. You watch much of that? I didn't watch any of the game. The game of Monday night? Yeah. Yeah, I watched it. I watched the whole thing. Um, he came out tough. They were really physical. The refs really let him play. 
So I know a lot of people were complaining on Facebook and stuff that the refs were kind of blew the game. But at the same time, uh, Middleton, you know, Giannis, those guys, they got to – they kind of got to toughen up a little bit. Yeah. So I'll yeah. say that. The Wisconsin Badger basketball team got another hard-fought victory Sunday night against the Minnesota Gophers, beating them 71-69. to Brad Davidson scored 20 points in the win. My boy. Yeah, your boy. He was also quoted as saying the Badgers' motto this year is gritty, not pretty. It sounds like me in the bedroom. <laughs> you know what? I like that motto. That's a pretty <laughs> yeah. good one. Um they're not a team. They're, they kind of have to play that way. They need to out-hustle um, the other team, play smarter than them, to kind of make up for some of that lack of athleticism that other teams will have an advantage of. So uh, tonight they are playing at home against the Northwestern Wildcats. It is senior night, and Brevin Pritzel is their only senior. For the eighth time, I think. I, I, yeah, I don't know how. It's I a feel, gift that just keeps giving. I feel like that guy has been there since 2010. At Guys least. like fucking herpes, you just can't get rid of it. Yeah. Um, Brewers, I don't think there was really any of that big news, do you? I, yeah, I haven't heard anything. Just oh. spring training. Oh, shit. We almost forgot. Oh, <laughs> fuck. I, Christian Yelich. I <laughs> got you, fuckers. Yeah, we all knew about that. We're just trying to play you guys a little bit. Um, Looks like he will be a brewer through the year 2028. Uh, it's pretty much like a seven-year deal for 190 as far as uh, the extension. Overall, it's like a nine-year deal for $215 million. This year, he'll make $12.5 million. Next year, he'll make $14 million. And then the next seven years of that contract, he will make an average of $27 million a year. So what does Braun make in a year right now? 20-ish? 20 20 even. So, I mean, when that escalation hits, it won't be that much terrible than what they're paying Braun now. So, David Stearns again. Yep. And you're getting, I mean, you might, you should should for sure get five really solid years out of that. The last two to three might, you know, but we'll worry about that shit when we get there. You kind of maybe pay for the last two or three to get them for those. Yes. Prime five years. So, and. And you're only paying them 27 a mil, mil a year, which, I mean, some other guys, you know, making, I don't even know what, like Mike Trout or Bryce Harper make, but that's, that's a so little more. So possibly a lot of, like, Brewer fans just dogging on Stearns for signing some of these. Well, yep. it kind of makes sense now yep. where they couldn't go out and. Because I, I actually did read somewhere today, too, that Ryan Braun, David Stearns, and Christian Yelich all kind of were talking about this already a year ago. Oh, really? So it kind of makes sense. It kind of so. makes it reminds you as a fan is you just don't really know what's going on behind yep, the scenes. Like, exactly. I, I know me and you have really strong opinions, and some people think we're fucking dipshits, but right. kind of makes us all realize like there's shit going on that we have no idea about. Uh, yep. So. Yep. Um, update on a player here for the Brewers, Logan Morrison. He's been having a really good spring so far. He's a little bit older. I think he's. We talked about him in the preview for a second. Uh, he used to play for the Miami Marlins. Was a pretty solid player, but um, he pretty much came out and said that he will not play for the triple the Brewers Triple A team if he does not make the opening day roster. Um, also, just a little uh, update on the Brewers farm system. Keith Law has them ranked dead last in Major League Baseball. <laughs> Which I I, I want to say in the article I put that in there 
The Nationals are 29th, so yeah, it's it's if your farm system sucks, you you probably got some decent guys up in the yeah. Majors, I was gonna say vice you, versa. If you look, usually the teams with the best farm systems are te- the worst teams in baseball because Correct. you're trading players, you're trying yep. to get younger, yeah. shit like that. Um, also, 22 Christian Yelich days away until the home opener for the Brewers. Nice. So. Yes, Cubs. Correct. Yep. Home or away? I don't. It is at home. At Miller Park. And wow. I know people are already complaining about that. Well, guess what, Brewer fans? You're a season ticket holder. Don't sell your fucking ticket. What are they complaining about? Because they're saying that the Cubs are going to come in on opening oh. day and take over. Well, don't sell your goddamn <laughs> ticket, right? If you don't want fucking yeah. Cubs fans there, you know the Cubs fans will buy them, so just don't fucking sell your ticket. Um, Packer news, not a whole lot, uh, really, other than the news today that Jimmy Graham should be gone soon. Yep, no surprise there. Yep. Uh, there will be a lot more in the next week or so uh, with free agency and pro days starting to heat up. Chris Harris Jr., his agent, met with the Packers at the Combine. He was a pretty solid corner for the Denver Broncos. Um, well, I think he was on there when they won the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. yeah I think because he's, he's like 30. He's like 30 years old, yeah. I believe. So, yeah, still pretty freaking solid, though. I don't think uh, – Teams really look his way too much, so I don't know. Maybe uh Yeah. I you can't especially with Kevin King, I don't think you can have too many DBs. No, nope. Not at all. Also, the Green Bay Packers have not drafted a wide receiver in seventeen years. The last yeah. time in the first, first round. round, sorry, yep, in the first round. Last time they did that was I believe Javon oh, Walker. Yep. So that turned out well. And yep. Also, we're kind of thinking the way Goot uh sounded at the combine. And he said how deep – he was talking about how deep the wide receiver class is. So really not expecting the Packers to take one here in round one unless if you were listening to the last podcast, maybe like the – somehow if that Jefferson guy or Jerry Judy or um, C.D. Lamb somehow fall. I'd or maybe, Chenault. Yeah, Chenault maybe. So, yeah, that is the Wisconsin Sports Minute. All right. Thank you, Z. And here is – I sit on Bleacher Report quite a bit, and I saw a stat, and I just kind of like to read them off one time, and this is the top five players who reached the highest speed when crossing the line of scrimmage. Number one, Lamar Jackson at 13.73 miles an hour. Raheem Morstert, 11.34. Josh Allen, 11.15. That one surprised me. Yeah. Um, Dalvin Cook, 10.93, and then Aaron Jones was the fifth at 10.92. I always said that about Aaron Jones. He yep. just I was so used to watching like Eddie Lacy's fat ass <laughs> trying to get to that line. Dance around. And so it's like Aaron Jones just so quick to line yeah. of scrimmage. And he, he's a little shorter, so I think that he sees the hole and he mm-hmm. hits it. Um yeah. actually like the Lamar Jackson thing, I would have been curious what he averaged when they played the Titans because how the Titans made him kinda of always roll out oh, sideline to, to sideline. To see the difference Yeah, because yeah. they really yeah. He was never able to really get up field, really. Yeah. They would do a good job of force using the boundaries as their friend. So, yeah. All right, now we're ne- um, up to the next segment, everyone's favorite. It is, holy shit, did you fucking see that? So tonight we're doing two different videos. Um, so if you want to see these videos, just go online. You'll be able to probably find both of them. The first one is Cody Bellinger and Mike Trout at a Top Shot Golf thing. And the fucking velocity these guys get on a golf ball is very fucking impressive. Yeah. I mean, it's we all think these athletes are 
amazing at their sport, but then yeah. to see them translate their skills mm-hmm. into something that we all do and we can't do that is, I mean, yeah. both of them didn't even have the greatest form. No. Trout's, <laughs> Trout's went over the netting, I think. It was yeah, one it was, of the like hardest hit balls I've ever seen in golf. You it, like I was watch I watched it a few times and you couldn't even see like I lost you lost the ball he hit so yeah. high and far. It was amazing. Yeah. I mean the whole his whole group of friends and crowd just yeah. burst out la- like Trout was actually laughing his ass yeah. off of it. It's, <laughs> man, it was it's really impressive sometimes to watch what pro athletes can do. I know me and you like dog on some of them, but right. I mean we we realistically know that they're just just great uh, athletes. I did that top golf thing in uh, Minneapolis with Andy Jenna's. Husband. Yeah. And uh, anyways, I remember I hit one of those. I think it was like 240 in one of those like the where you try to like hit it into the hole on the drive. Man, I thought I was some top <laughs> shit, man. Like Andy's like, holy shit, dude, you fucking crushed that. And I felt like that I saw that. I'm like, whoa. I don't even know the yardage. I I couldn't even. It was. I'm guessing that's at least. I, I mean, maybe I'm, I could be over-exaggerating this, but I think that's got to be at least 350 to 400. That, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking at least 350. Yeah, it's so. insane. Um, so actually, we're going to talk about a college football player who made me kind of proud, just because you don't see a lot of honesty in this world. Yep. So in, at the Combine this weekend, there was um, an offensive tackle named Trey Adams. And um, he was uh, he plays for the Washington Huskies, and one GM asked him a question. And uh, here's the question. We're going to play the clip and his answer. If you can change anything about yourself, what would it be? Uh, shit. Dude, I just hey, love that. I felt like he was just speaking for all of us there. Yeah. Holy fuck. You know what's funny is when you see that video, you can see he's just kind of like, yeah. he's just thinking about it. Like, I, this is what I really want to say. Should I? And then he just kind of just yeah. lets do you, it fly. Do you think those GMs ever laughed that hard by someone's answer? Yeah, I, that would have been better is to hear, see their faces and reactions to that. Yeah. That's <laughs> a man of the people. We got to get him on the podcast. Yeah. He would probably join, I think. I wonder what size condoms he uses. <laughs> probably not magnums no, like we do. No. No, we all know that's a fucking lie. But I'm actually going to put in the, hey, you little pricks, get the fuck off my lawn right now. Because speaking of Mike Trout, I was speaking about how awesome he is. And then I saw a video and pictures of him and his fucking wife and their gender reveal bullshit. Yeah, that's... I, after watching this, Mike Trout seems like a fucking guy that says, happy wife, happy life. <laughs> it's, if there is a fucking saying in this world that I want to shove up everyone's ass, it's that fucking saying. I just, it, I don't know why I hate it so much. It's yeah, like, I hate it. It just too. sounds like someone would say it if their wife's a complete bitch. Yep, I agree. Totally. I just, I, I feel like there, there should be no reason just to... Make sure your wife's happy. The, like, that's not your fucking job. Yeah. I don't know. Except, you know what? You know how bad I am at that? 
it's my wife's birthday I know you're today. Very bad at it. Yeah, and it's my wife's birthday today, <laughs> and I told her I'd open this this Wisconsin Sports Minute with a happy birthday, and I totally forgot to. So, well, happy birthday, Lacuna. You know what? We could cut it. We could, but that's too much work yeah, at times. Fuck so that. You know what? This will so she'll have to listen to the whole thing to get it. Laquita's birthday, huh? Well, yeah. happy birthday, yeah. Laquita. Twenty nine. I do want to get back to that. I feel like. If a wife's that big of a bitch, like, good fucking luck, dude. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. It just sounds miserable. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> My wife... I, a lot of people think I'm, like, a sexist pig and I hate women. Yeah. Fuck no, I don't hate women. No. I hate some of them. Right. Because they are bitches. Yep. And I think social media has made men and women just total shitbags. Mm-hmm. And just seeing these gender reveals with these pose photos and yeah. after having a kid i understand guys have to do fucking dumb shit yeah with their wives but this was just like oh my god and she wears one of those fucking hipster hats that looks yeah. like she's a goddamn canadian fucking dnr or whatever the mountain me guys i'm actually really surprised that he kind of fell for that because he's a big like new jersey guy yeah you know, and he's a philly, I, he's a philly sports fan like kind of yeah. surprised by that I was, um, so, so that's my rant. It's just people using the happy wife, happy life. Get a, get a fucking life. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, it's not your job to make sure your wife's life is Perfect. amazing. Yeah, like the greatest ever. Love you, Pav. <laughs> Love you too, Lakuda. <laughs> All right, here we go. So we're starting to get back to the NFL here. Some um, topics that happen between Sunday show and this show. NFL free agency coming up quick, starting March 18th at 4 p.m. A lot of us know usually the deals are done two, three days before, and then they become official on March 18th. So, Mm -hmm. um, hell, at least you'll have some news to be looking at uh, feeding that kid and rocking it to sleep here. Oh, yeah. Actually, I was thinking of getting the TV in the nursery room, but I know that's probably not a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) You want that kid to grow a fucking fifth head? <laughs> Would not be good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another one. Burroughs told the Bengals front office that he actually wants the Bengals to keep AJ Green. Could be a big reason the Bengals are looking to franchise the receiver. I can't. I just really. The more I hear about Burroughs, the more I like him. He yep. just seems like a confident um, kid that knows what he wants. And I mean, why not? Why wouldn't you want AJ Green? Yeah, exactly. So, I was gonna say like you need for him to be drafted number one overall. If A.J. Green is healthy and does play last year, I mean, Bengals aren't having the number one overall pick most no. likely. So, yeah, he's a difference maker out there, if healthy. Uh, another one is, I saw a video, I think it was Mike Pouncey, one of the Pouncey brothers, that's trying to make it clear to other <clears throat> players that if the players do go on strike, um, they will have a paycheck coming. He said that each player will get paid $250,000. And then I couldn't understand what he said, but they, he said that there, there's an extra fund that was getting accumulated for the last three three years that each guy would get a chunk of sixty thousand. He said after taxes it would be about thirty. Yeah. So they'd potentially each player would get a little bit less than three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Um. So I, I I don't know if that's true or not, but still I think some players are still gonna vote. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, in other news, Carolina Panthers traded Pro Bowl guard Trey Turner to the Chargers for Russell Okun. So I'm not 
sure why they made the trade. Yeah, I, I, I was reading something right before the show that the Panthers have the old like old line coach for that used to coach Russell Kuhn. I'm not sure. That okay. was, was kind of weird to me. Yeah, it's a little strange. Uh, Dre, uh, the Jaguars traded A.J. Boye to the Broncos for a fourth-round pick. So the Jags have kind of been, other than Tom Brady, just been dominating the um, headlines. Headlines. Yeah. So uh, they want to trade Nick Foles now after giving him a four-year, $88 million contract because they're looking to move forward with Gardner, Gardner Minshew. Mm. Um, they're also looking to tag their starting D-lineman Yannick Negate. The gag way, I I actually had to like spell it out in our notes. Like I don't know how to fucking pronounce that mm-hmm. word. Um, but he made it clear that he appreciates the Jags, but he has no interest in signing a long-term deal at all. So if they do trade him, they'll have even more draft picks. They have six draft picks in the first four rounds now. And uh, like Z, what do you fucking think of the Jags? Like it's yeah, been... it's just crazy to think that. Two seasons ago, they go into Foxborough. Actually, first they go into Pittsburgh, beat the hell out of them. Then they go into Foxborough, got a 10-point lead in, what, fourth quarter? Yeah. I mean, it looks like they're going to be playing in the Super Bowl, and then the dam broke or something. I I don't know. It, it, it's just like I, I think Tom Coughlin maybe in his old-school ways, just that shit just doesn't really work anymore. When you kind of play that, like, what, kind of like the fear factor, if you yeah. will. I mean, I just think it's ridiculous. Like, if everyone's there ready to go, when the meeting's for 3 o'clock, everyone's there ready to go by 3, so the meeting starts right then, why the fuck are you finding people for being five minutes early? Yeah. If you ask me. Give like, them a time, and yeah. if they're there by that time, fucking they're good. And, uh, what, like, I don't even know what else he – there was just a lot of stuff that sounds like Jalen Ramsey kind of was saying – after he left, just the stupid shit that Tom Coughlin would yeah. just set press or just set had set in stone. It's just like, dude, we're not we're not playing football anymore in you know the nineteen eighties, nineties, and shit like that. So I think honestly, I just feel like they kind of got off to kind of a shitty start in twenty eighteen then, and just seemed like the whole team just like, dude, fuck this. Like, yeah, I don't think. Doug Marone, like, there doesn't seem any to be great leadership. With no. With the players, with the coaches. I don't know. Their their owner seems like an all right dude, but it I, just seems like there's no, like, stability or... And it's kind of odd, too, that I feel like the owner is almost like a play... Like, he's there for the players. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know, like, when they were taught... When Ramsey, they were talking trading him... Um, the, the owner was like, no, we want to keep him, sign him long-term. And then, like, three days later, he got traded. Yeah. Which, they got a hell of a trade back for him. I mean, they got a 2020, a 2020 and a 2021 first-round pick and then a fourth-rounder in the 2021 draft for Jalen Ramsey. So Yeah, they, they, they got some picks coming, but it's just crazy how far they have fell since almost reaching the Super Bowl. And, <laughs> yes, and also, kind of like how we were talking about uh, the last episode with the Redskins and Dwayne Haskins and then them kind of talking with Tua. I feel like Blake Bortles just never took that step. Yeah. And that just really kind of fucked everything up as well. Because if he would have taken those steps in the past or the last two, three years of that contract, yep. 
they would have been yep. in very good position. And then they had to they had to pay him a little more in that fifth year, so then they couldn't re-sign a guy like a Michael Robin or uh, yeah Michael Robinson. So yeah, it just kind of it's kind of too bad because <laughs> for some reason I always kind of catch myself rooting for the Jags a yeah. little bit. But uh, speaking of quarterbacks and salaries. Did you know the last time a team with the highest-paid quarterback won a Super Bowl was in 2008 when Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers won it all? Yeah, it kind of goes right back to what me, you, and Eamon were talking about, is you got that small window with a rookie quarterback, and once you have to pay him, you're cutting other positions. Yeah. So you're if you don't hit on some draft picks... Yeah, you're fucked. Yep. Yeah, you got to, and you really have to hit those second, third, and fourth round picks. So, um, I was driving to Woodman's on Tuesday, and these fucking clowns, David Scrady, <laughs> have their own fucking radio show. I'm not sure how. There are uh, there are local guys here in Lacrosse, and oh my god! But Dave, the one of the hosts, said that if Rashawn Gary's not an All Pro in the next two years, that's a waste of a pick. And I'm just like, <laughs> dude. What? Wait, what? Yeah. Do you know how many like, but like absolute busts they are? Yeah. All At least Rashawn Gary played. Yeah. I'm not saying he had a great season. I'm not no. saying he possibly won't be a bust, but it's just like to make a guy be an all pro in two years. It's like, what the fuck? And that made me think of that is like you need to hit on your second, third, and fourth rounders too. Everyone puts such an emphasis on that like first round where. You can really make haze yeah. if you find starters in those middle rounds. I mean, look at the Packers with Ron Wolf in the 90s. They hardly ever drafted a good – their first-round pick was not like a bust, but some of their second, third, and fourth-round picks were their best players. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, yeah, it's – yeah, I, I don't – I just heard that. I'm just like, oh, my God. Yep. Oh, also, just so everybody knows, in the quarterback salaries, Patrick Mahomes was 34th last year. <laughs> Out of all quarterbacks. That will definitely be changing. Yeah. But, yeah, it's it was actually kind of cool to see the list from, like, 2008 on, which I think Russell Wilson was 61st Jeez. when they won. So yeah. I'm surprised they only got one with that. Well, they, well yeah, yeah, I guess if you fucking hand the ball but, to Beast. But. but then again, if the Packers just don't fucking – Oh, <laughs> yeah, Jesus that's Christ. true. You know that. Everybody, what ifs, that guess. whole like that whole uh, playoffs that year. It started with the Cowboys and the Lions, and that guy for the Lions got tackled, no pass interference call. The next week, the Cowboys and the Des Bryant catch, and the Packers <laughs> yeah. followed it up, blowing that game in Seattle, and then Seattle followed it up with throwing a pick at the one yard line. It was kind of funny the to whole think NFC that, just kind yeah, of yeah, the whole NFC each. each Team that advanced got screwed over the next week, kind of. <laughs> um, sounds like if the players vote down the proposed CBA deal, there will be a lockout or strike for next season. The 17-game regular season, the two extra wild card games are the biggest roadblocks as of now. Yeah, what I read, it sounded like it's that that's the uh, owners aren't budging on it. So I, yeah, I don't. The 17-game schedule to me just seems just kind of dumb. I mean, I get. I mean, I understand why the owners want it. I want to say that they did say they're taking away a preseason game, but yeah, still. As that, I just said that I don't think that fucking yeah. matters. But the two extra wild card games. I mean, it would give us pretty much a triple header on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Which 
I wrote down a few of the records here. In 2012, so I kind of went back and searched this a little bit. In 2012, the seventh seed Bears, they would have been the seventh seed. The Bears would have, they were 10 and 6. 2013, the Arizona Cardinals were 10 and 6. And actually, the Packers got in as the because they won the division at 8, 7, and 1. So <laughs> that kind of sucked for the Cardinals. 2014, the Philadelphia Eagles were 20, 10 and 6. 2015, the Jets were 10 and 6. And other than that, that's the only time that 10-6 teams were left out, in the, at least since 2012. Yeah. Otherwise, you would just have that 7-C would just be a bunch of 9-7, and 8-8 eight and eight teams for the most part. I don't think if you're at 500. No. And, I mean, I, I wasn't complaining when the Packers slipped into the playoffs, but it's like they weren't a good team. Just kind of, it's just kind of like look at the NBA when a one seed plays the eight seed or the two plays a seven. Nine times out of ten, that's going to be a sweep. Has there ever been an eight beating a one in NBA? Yes, the Philadelphia 76ers did it to the Chicago Bulls in 2012, but that was the year that Derrick Rose tore his ACL. Oh, okay. So, do you really count that? I don't yeah. know. Uh, I think it was, I remember I was in high school, so like 2006 or seven. The Golden State Warriors with Steven Jackson, Baron Davis, kicked the shit out of the uh, Dallas Mavericks, who huh. were really good that year. But, I mean, yeah, other than that. So that's kind of the point here I'm thinking is we add this extra playoff team in. I really can't see a scenario where that seventh seed is going to make noise in the playoffs. Yeah. Like I said, this year – how bad does Kansas City beat the piss out of Pittsburgh? Oh, yeah. that I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I think we did talk about in one of the other podcasts about Green Bay, uh, Los Angeles Rams. That would have probably been a decent game. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, I get it, though. If people are going to watch it. Oh, and you know they will. Yeah. I mean, I, what the hell else do I have to do in January? Fuck, yeah. <laughs> like, so, I would, I mean, I know I would watch it. That's yeah. for sure. Uh, let's see here. We got what else we got here? We got Greg Olson. Oh yeah, is actually going to be playing with a father and a son for the first time in his career. Not at the same time, but so he played with Terrence Metcalf on the Carolina Panthers, and now since he just signed with the Seahawks, playing with his son DK. Hmm. So I had no idea that DK Metcalf's dad played in the league. Do you I, know Terrence? I don't remember Terrence Metcalf. I actually at all. after. You said that I had to look him up, and yeah, he's all right. Or played like eight years, I oh. think. So yeah, he That'd was with the, decent then. Yeah, he was with the Bears from two thousand two to two thousand eight. So I think Greg Olson would have been a either a rookie. Or, yeah, I, I figured he was. Yeah, really young, but um, but yeah, so <clears throat> kind of a either we're getting old or Greg Olson's getting older. Both, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, we actually have another voicemail. Um, so here's the call. Um, the caller did not want us to use his name. Um, so he decided to put himself as Bobcat's older long lost brother. Oh, so I wonder if this motherfucker looks like a warthog rat. <laughs> Man, Bobby must have been busy slaying back in the day. Oh, fucking boy beard. <laughs> All right. Well, here's the call. Scumbags. What up? 61200, first time caller, long time listener. Just have a couple things to kind of get off my chest or ask y'all. So, 
Just wanted to get your guys' perspective about carrying the G. You know, Aaron Rodgers, after the big Carolina win, talked about how everybody carries the G on and off the field. After about six episodes of listening to your podcast, I'm on the fence as to if if the two hosts of this show actually carry the G or not. So I'd like you guys to hopefully address that. In addition, I'm 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 going to suggest a couple a couple added features to your show. One being the Hardo Hall of Fame. There's I think everybody knows what a Hardo is. Somebody who just tries way too hard at something that they really shouldn't be trying hard at, or Somebody who knows the camera's on them and is doing stupid shit like LeBron in the white white chalk that he throws up in the air, which is just ridiculous. So I'm going to – there's two people that I'd like to enter into this Hall of Fame currently. One, The first one would be Pork at his bachelor party when he wore that tank top slash halter top on the golf course fucking ridiculous and then the other one i think we have to for sure enter jj watt the guy's a cheese ball full-on hardo and i think he and i think he would admit that to everyone in addition i think we have to start a preposterous statement tournament kind of like march madness where throughout 2020 callers will call in and enter a preposterous statement at the end of the year we'll do a tournament like march madness uh the first one i'd like to nominate is zarecki with his quote about LeBron, or not LeBron, damn it, about Kobe's death. He said, it felt like I lost a friend. And I heard that, and I, th- I think I was drinking a beer. I spit it across the room. It was just ridiculous to hear. We got a pizza manager from La Crosse, Wisconsin, acting like Kobe Bryant, a millionaire from L.A., is his best friend. So just r- ridiculous. And... Zarecki, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings if you were truly hurt, but I have to I have to guess you weren't. I don't know. Anyways, see ya. Whoa. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Just fucking laying it on us. Okay. All right. Well, first of all, I'll let Zarecki talk about what he thinks about carrying the G first, and then I'll kind of go off of that. Actually, I honestly think when we talk Packers, that's kind of what we're talking about with Packer fans is just because you wear the G doesn't mean that you're the best player at your position. We, we are going to point out your flaws no matter what, like if you play like shit or you're playing like shit, we're going to call you out on it. So I, I think that's where a lot of Packer fans, they hate me for this, but it's like, I want what's best for the Packers. And if Blake Martinez sucks or if Jimmy Graham sucks I want I want to say that, and I want Packer fans to realize that they suck. <laughs> like I don't know. I just I totally agree. And first of all, I could give a flying fuck what Aaron Rodgers says about any Packer fans. Yeah. I, I've I've been a Packer fan till since I can remember. I was me and my brother got fucking mullets because of Don Mikowski <laughs> back in the day. So that's first of all. I don't give a shit what fucking Rodgers says. I understand he's the franchise quarterback, and I, I just don't get why if you are hard on a player that, or you're looking for, like, the, the, the team to get the most out of themselves, you're fucking looked at like a Fairweather fan. Me and Z have been called Fairweather fans yep. God knows how many times. <clears throat> Multiple it's just times. Like, so you have to cheer for the team as, 
as shitty as they are, you just have to go in whole hum and think every fucking player is good. Yeah, I, that's what I don't understand. Like, it has gotten heated with Zarecki and some of uh, me, Zarecki versus some other people because back to, uh, what, 2017 yep. season when Rodgers got hurt, we're like, fuck this season. Let's tank and get a fucking good pick. Yep. And then the season after, they missed the playoffs again when McCarthy got fired. fired yep. And we're j- I remember the Jets game. Me and Zarecki are like, lose this fucking game. You're yeah. out of the fucking playoffs. Yeah. Lose. And I know Zarecki, some people are telling him he's a Fairweather fan. It's just like, that game had nothing to do. And you know what it did? It made the Packers lose out on Devin Bush, yep. Devin White. Yep. And for, for what? To beat the fucking lowly Jets? Yeah, they could have went from, what did they take last year, 12th? At 12th pick? They lost. That, they would have lost that game. They would have been drafted, I think, 7th or 8th. Yeah. So, so right you're there. saying that we're going to lose our G with as much information as uh, Zarecki and I know on the Packers. We pretty much talk Packers almost every day. Yep. And we're going to lose our G because we think their starting quarterback's a fucking pussy. Yeah. I, I know he's a great player. I know he's a great talent. I just don't like the guy. I don't think he is... A very nice person. No. Nope. I think he's arrogant. I think he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room always. Or he just thinks he's just better than everyone. Yeah. And I just don't like him. Yeah. I mean, I want him to do well. I want the Packers to do well. So I look at the Packers as a like an entire group or like a, I don't know how to explain it. I don't look at individual players. I don't fall in love with individual players. I want the entire team to do well. And if that means fucking sucking in a year where yeah. Aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone, why why are we Fairweather fans then? Yeah, I, like that's the thing too. In that 2017 year, when Brett Hundley had to start a quarterback, so let's just say the Packers somehow did make the playoffs, they weren't winning a damn thing. And Mike McCarthy still might be the fucking coach for all we know. Yeah, and and that's another thing, Zarecki and I. Wanted Mike McCarthy gone. And we knew the only way McCarthy was going to lose his job was by sucking dick. Yep. Being bad. Which they did. And look it. A new guy comes in. Of course, they got some new free agents. But look what happens to the culture. Rodgers was less of a bitch. And, I mean, they're, I mean, one game from getting their dicks kicked in away from the Super Bowl. But, and I know kind of after doing the episode, me and you are like, wow, we really ragged on a team pretty hard for, for getting that right. championship game. But it's – I don't just – I guess I look long-term for the Packers. Right. And we knew McCar- the McCarthy era was done, and they held on two to three years too long. Yep. And, it, and it, yeah, it just costed them. So if Rodgers wants to take my G, I, I guess he can take it. Yeah. Fuck he, him. He can have it. And <laughs> – yeah, so um, the Hardo Hall of Fame, I think, is a great idea. I, I do want to preface this by saying that the tank top or the woman's <laughs> golf shirt was bought for me. Yeah. A lot of great, some hard-earned money by Kevin King was yes. spent to buy that shirt. And I would have felt like I was disrespecting him if yep. I didn't wear it. God, that was amazing when you got that sunburn to the tr- stamp tram. Tram stamp. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I... Um, I will admit, I, I do I, I do like when the camera's on me, but I also, like in the garage sometimes when I'm really drunk, I want I fucking hate when people, like, videotape me. I, 
I'm actually really mad the camera wasn't on you more, though, at your bachelor party when you fell out of the fucking golf cart. Yeah, and... That was amazing. <laughs> and um, I'm not sure if any of you know who this caller is, but it seemed like he was allergic to fun at my bachelor party. It looked like he was a fucking 65-year-old guy just sitting there being like, oh, these, these, these youngsters are having way too much fun for me. I'm just going to sit here with my thumb up my ass. Hey, and also to that call, I just want to say about the Kobe Bryant thing, thanks for really killing my dreams and feeling like I lost a friend. Hey, it, it sounds like this caller must have a really damn good job. Yeah. Just, just dogging just on dog, pizza makers. Yeah. Must man, be a teacher maybe, or I don't man, know. Yeah, actually it could be. But yeah, it, man, talk about really shooting my dreams down. Like I, I kind of had a little, you know, like a fairy tale friendship with Kobe Bryant, and yeah, now I just feel like a piece of shit pizza maker again. Man, <laughs> it, I think that's kind of the theme of our shows lately is, yeah, we're just fuck-ups. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, caller, we do like the Heart of Hall of Fame, and I will take the yep. first spot in it, yep. and it sucks that I have to share it with J.J. Watt right now, but... Oh, somebody um, will somebody will knock your knock you down a few pegs. So sure. I say other call or other listeners text one of us with nominations. Yep. Maybe they'll the uh, kind of have to explain why they think they should be in there. Very and I, I think it'd be kind of be fun to even make a sign. Yep. Keep it in the garage and. Yep. I like that too. Um, but thank you very much, uh, caller, and hopefully we hear some more from everyone else here. Yeah. All right, we're going to get back on uh, topic here. <laughs> Tony really got heated. Yeah, it did a little bit. Uh, Tony Romo signed, what was it, a five-year deal at about $85 million for CBS? Is that right? That's it? Per year. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> dude, fucking Zarecki looked at me. He's just like, dude, what the fuck? I thought I screwed that up for a second. I was like, oh, shit, I thought it was 17 per year. That's funny. He only earned $17 million a year, what, three times the Cowboys? Uh, NFL players are pretty pissed off about this, saying an announcer is making more than 90% of the NFL. You know, I just kind of think that it's CBS's choice. And you know what? Romo's damn good at his job. And if they weren't going to pay him that, ESPN was. Yep. So it was kind of a decision you had to make. Do you want Romo or not? So they wanted Romo and they paid up. So I feel NFL players are not expendable because some of them are great. Yep. But uh, Michael Thomas was the one bitching about 90% of the um, – he's making more than 90% of the league. And looking at the great receivers coming into the draft, Michael yep. Thomas once – you start getting old, you're going to be replaced. Yep. I I mean, listening to fucking Booger McFarlane, Holy I don't shit. feel Tony Romo is easily replaced. No. And not at all. Like, he he's just a natural at it. Mm-hmm. He just kind of came in. And Dan Patrick was talking about how great, actually, Jim Nance has to be being with Tony Romo. Yeah. Because Romo just t- pretty much talks up until that play, and then Nance just has to kind of take Jump over. Jump in, and, yeah. Um, but, yeah... I, in 2016, I listened to ESPN Radio for my sports news. They promised me and my family unbiased and quality sports news without that political bullshit. The past four years, I blame ESPN for my sports stupidity. 
The mouth breathers they put on there every day repeating the same ass-eating garbage and only caring about the big cities and getting a boner over the shittiest team of all, the Dallas Cowboys. Hey, newsflash, mothership. The Knicks and the Cowboys have sucked dick since the early 90s. I finally came upon a news station to get my sports news from. The two guys from Two Beards, One Garage really care about the common man and seem to have a way about them that makes a guy feel like you could have a cold bush light at a local tavern with them. In 2016, I listened to ESPN for my sports news. In 2020, I will not. This ad was sponsored by Two Beards, One Garage. I just don't feel like that's like too much. Uh, no, no, I don't either. And CBS has kind of actually become relevant as far as the football watching because people yes. are like, oh man, I hope the big game is on CBS. I want to listen to Romo. Um, for me, I don't really talk about announcers unless they're fucking terrible, like Booger McFarland. Yeah. But like we've seen those two years, the Packers weren't very good. And some of the guys, when they oh, had the man. lower, holy shit. I, I fucking love Pat McAfee, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, I kind of, I don't really want that humor. No. Like in call, just listening to an NFL game. I think he's fucking hilarious. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. I don't think it translated well when he no, did that. I, what was it against the Arizona Cardinals two years ago? He did that no. game. Oh, he might have. Or the Falcons. He. Uh, the one that I'm thinking of was the last game of the year, 2018. Lions. Yeah. Okay. He might have with that fake field goal. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And he yeah, was just. Right. It was just like holy shit, dude. Like yep. this is just. I mean, not only did the game suck, but him in the booth was made it even worse. So. Yeah. And then like I remember like Greg Jennings. I think you were at the game that one year. He called the game when the Packers sucked, and it was just like holy shit, this is just yep. terrible. So yeah, I mean. When you're good at what you do and there's money involved, he should get paid top. I, I don't think it should be compared no. to what NFL players are making. Like like you said, it's CBS's choice. CBS has an allocated amount of money for yep. and um, for announcers, and the NFL has to pay a fucking shit more ton of yeah. people. And it didn't sound like ESPN was very far behind either. No. From what I heard, and want to hear um, possibly say that I heard the Manning brothers might be. Going in the booth together for Monday night. Yeah. What do you I, think of all those? Peyton, I don't have any worries about, but that other fucking mouth breather. <laughs> the funny thing is, is though, I think Eli would be really good. Yeah. I, I think Eli is sneaky funny, actually. Dude, uh, I heard like, something funny about him the other day. I forgot which veteran player it was, but no matter where they went to go play on the road, Eli always had a six-pack of beer lined up from a staff worker, no matter where nice. they played. So Eli... They get on the bus, six pack of beer. Eli had hammer it on the plane on the bus. <laughs> Sounds like Eli's just a good shit, man. Maybe he just plays into the whole dopey fucking yeah, dumb shit little brother. But yeah, I think you know the other that Tessitore guy or whatever Tessitore or whatever yeah. his name is. That guy could fucking go too. Fuck for all I care, have Eli and Peyton just do it together and, and then get a fucking um, get Cooper up there, have all three of them. Yeah, honestly, I would not mind that. Yeah. Um, I know I did actually read about this since I knew we were going to be talking about it, that Peyton Manning would have actually taken over Monday Night Football, right, for John Gruden, had Mike Tirico stayed or not uh, got let go or been let go by ESPN. 
So, wonder what ESPN was thinking there. Tariko, what? he was hot five at calling games, I feel. Dude, I would listen to Tariko call basketball. Yeah. Base, I don't know if he really did baseball. Guy's just solid yeah, he was just, he does. He was just damn good. So, yeah, anything to make Monday Night Football great again, I'm all for. <laughs> Get better fucking matchups. <laughs> yeah, that too. All right, well, we're going to spend a little time here uh, talking about March Madness. Ooh. <clears throat> Um, have not watched much college basketball all year. I have watched a lot. Yeah. I, uh, you guys know how much I love college basketball, especially Wisconsin. So, <laughs> yeah, between the two of us, how many games do you think we've watched this year? And I probably watched 95% of them. Um, so my, about four and a half. My number is the same as amount of tits fucking JK Scott touched. So <laughs> Damn, that's big not goose egg for me. But I did talk to our college basketball insider today, Curtis Porter. Oh, Curdy. Now everybody listen up. Make sure you clear your ears out for this one. I texted him today. I said, hey, if you had to put money on three teams, who would you have? <laughs> so people, whatever you do, do not put money on these three teams. I repeat. Oh, yeah. that He said, just kidding, Curtis, by the way. Just a joke. Um, I'm not kidding. <laughs> Kansas? Florida State, Michigan State. Those are the top three teams that he would put money on. So I do not like Michigan State. I, I don't know. I, you, I guess they're always good you know, in the tournament. I was going to say, you know what, though? That win Saturday at Maryland, uh, it just seems like that's a Tom Izzo. Like, it's February. It's leap okay, day. Yeah. Here we go. It's March now. Yeah. Um, he actually said this is probably the most wide open the tournament has that he's ever seen, or I think we've ever seen. So for sure, yeah. I mean, it's you could honestly make a case for probably just about anyone. He did say that he would take just about any eight, nine, or ten seed that was out of the Big Ten or the Big East. He thinks that those are the two deepest conferences in the nation. Um, I did do a little research today, kind of just looking up some bracketology stuff. I did see in the the top four seeds, I'm going to read off in each region. Uh, in the Midwest, it's Kansas as the number one overall seed right now. And then it's Seton Hall, Louisville, Penn State, and that's one through four. In the East region, we got San Diego State, Dayton, Duke, Michigan State. It's kind of funny to me when you look at that and you got like in the, in the top four in the Midwest, Seton Hall, Penn State. Then in the, the East, you got the top two, San Diego State, Dayton. Like, what the hell is going on? Uh, <laughs> we're we're, we're going to be a number one seed. <laughs> Kawhi, man. How do you feel about that? Private? I, I mean, I don't usually talk about my feelings because <laughs> I'm a robot. <laughs> and yeah. I'm a pretty cool guy if you get to know me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm a fun guy. <laughs> yeah, in the South region... We got Baylor, Maryland, Villanova, Oregon, and then Wisconsin's projected to be the fifth seed in that Uh-oh. region. That's you might owe Derek Muskuski an apology. No, I'll never apologize. <laughs> if they win the whole goddamn thing, then I'll apologize. God, if they win the whole thing, I might have to start talking about incest <laughs> videotapes more often. Yeah, right? Well, we'll be doing the Packers season. <laughs> yeah. And then in the West region, we got Gonzaga, Florida State, Kentucky, Creighton. 
I don't know why. I honestly kind of feel like every year somehow Gonzaga Florida State ends up being like a Elite Eight Sweet Sixteen yeah. game, which I don't mind that. Those teams seem to really go at her. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's from every time I look at the top, like the top twenty-five. I'm always just like, what the hell? Like, it seems like it changes every single week. So, yeah, as you know, I'm a very, I'm going to say very casual yeah. um, college basketball fan. And when, when I don't really even know who the top four teams are going to be, the, the four number one seeds, yeah. it's just like, this fucking season has been, it yeah. seems like every week a number one team's losing. Yep, it is, yeah. And... They really don't got any like studs this year, do they? No. They don't got any like Zions or no. It's really like could I be th- a good tournament maybe. Then I don't know. Yeah, it, there's not like a must. I don't feel like there's a a guy on a team that's just like a must watch. You if, know? if you had to put money on it, Z, how early do you think your bracket's gonna be fucked? I I think I'm just gonna keep picking Duke to win it all. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's a win win. Yeah, like whatever. They just get eliminated right away. Z so, has not had the best luck doing brackets. I don't think I ever have, no. That's one thing I do not do. Two well. years ago, he picked Virginia. Yep. And then last year, he didn't even have him going that far, did you? I think I had him going to Elite Eight. Oh, okay. And then, but yeah, losing. Um, actually, Wisconsin, I forgot to say this, is ranked 24th. Oh, yeah. First, I, I don't know this out for sure, but I'm going to say that's the first time all year they've been ranked. Good for them. So, yeah. You know, everyone probably thinks I hate on them, which which I don't. I, I want them to do well. It's just I I can't sit down and watch a game. No. I, I don't know. It's been, I mean, ever since Kobe King left the team, though, I mean, they've been, they've been the offense has been flowing pretty nice yeah. from what I've, the little bit that I've seen. I mean, it seems like they put up 70-plus points every night, so that's, yeah. that's nothing to be. That's uh, cool. So, I mean, I don't know. The Badgers somehow, let's just say, they should beat Northwestern tonight. I want to say they play Indiana maybe on Saturday. I don't know that for sure. I could be wrong. But, you know, you win those two games. Let's just say you win, probably at least get to the semis in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, five seed. I think that would be fair. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, just a quick update for all you Bucks fans. They did win one nineteen to a hundred. Oh, so, nice! I know some of you are just really uh, nervous about that. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of we got a, a lot of NBA fans out there on this podcast, so that's good. I want to say that was our lowest listened podcast so far. Yeah, I think it's like twenty five. Fuckers. Everything else has been thirty to forty. Actually, the first two we did almost got I think fifty. Oh so, yeah. yeah, you guys keep listening. <laughs> But I, I want to read a quick stat here. I, I saw about the Big Ten. Oh boy! It says um, it still can be a six-way tie right now for first place. So six-way. All this has to happen. Maryland has to lose to Rutgers, lose to Michigan. Michigan State has to lose to Penn State and then beat Ohio State. Illinois has to beat Ohio State and lose to Iowa. Wisconsin goes one and one against Northwestern and Indiana. Penn State beats Michigan State and Northwestern, and then Iowa beats Purdue and Illinois, and you have a six-way tie. Holy cow. But that's a lot of shit, but it is still kind of funny to see that possibly. I honestly lost you about halfway through. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I I was looking at this. I'm like, fuck, that would be sweet, though. I wonder if you could put money on that. Holy cow. Could you imagine the parlay on that? Yeah. That would be pretty insane. So the last thing um, I'm going to say before we go is, 
Um, we're thinking if our listeners come up with any funny um, kind of tournament ideas that we can do for a podcast leading up to the tournament. And by funny, I mean like top 10 or not top 10, but like have a tournament style, maybe funny sitcoms or mm, yeah. fuck porn or sex positions. Ooh, <laughs> there we- actually, yeah. So I want all you guys... To look up all those funny sex positions, like the old fucking uh, Roman helmet, the Abe Lincoln, and we're going to do a tournament style and see which one's the best. So, okay. Or if you guys have any better ideas, text or call Zarecki or I. Yeah. Cause, and if not, fuck it. We won't do it. But I was thinking, yeah, we could kind of go over shit and kind of go game by game. Yeah. That'd be kind of fun. But... Um, yeah, do you got anything else, see? This is, uh, I feel like it's been a pretty good podcast. That's all I got. Um, everyone else, if, um, wish Zarecki luck in your mind, his wife's about a week away from the old due date, so I don't know if I'll have to be doing a solo episode one time, or I don't know, the old lady will let him out. Oh, yeah. She'll probably kick me out of the house by then, so she'll probably tell me, go, just go do a podcast. Oh, yeah. You're going to want to be out of the fucking house. Those fucking women can get really ornery. Holy shit. Yeah, so I'm sure I'll be running here if I have to. Ah, fuck it. So, (laughs) all right. Well, um, another podcast in the books for two beards, one garage, and um, Harky and Z are out. Yep, see you guys.